What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice. Welcome back to another episode of the Facts Project. Today, second time on the program, Chris Moses from Red Sea Comics. If you're looking at me right here, Saturn Effect Alpha just came in this br brilliant volume because we talked about that the last time. But today we are going to talk about Control Z, his brand new sci-fi comic that he's basically putting out on Kickstarter exactly live right now. Thank you for being here. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having me on, James. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Absolutely, man. Yo, I'm, I'm actually glad that you, you, you brought that copy in here because. Yeah, we, we got it. But first and foremost, who did the artwork in this book? So this is Ricardo Secchi. He's he's honestly the best. He's just he was uh, this year's Mad Cave talent winner, uh, talent search winner. And um, yeah, he's a really awesome artist from Italy. Uh, he was actually introduced to me through the artist for Alpha, Francesco Mazzoli. And he's just amazing. He's just so good at what he does. He's super skilled and He's the best. Yeah. I, and I really appreciate him on it. And then the colors is Marcos Martins, who's a uh, colors from Brazil. And he really just knows how to t take Ricardo's art and his line works just to that next level. And they have that like that, that mainstream polish while still being just like indie and cool. And I think it really sort of brings the best parts of the 90s and really sort of reimagines it for the 2020s. Um it's it, it's over the top but like in the best way possible right like right. maybe a character has a pouch or two but like it, it's just because it's so much more badass right um and 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 yeah so shout outs to ricardo he's the man um he, he's did an amazing work on this book and we have uh two more amazing issues after this yeah to be honest like i've, I've been seeing a lot more from a lot of italian illustrators and it's all been dope to where i know a lot yeah. of people kind of like have swayed uh, towards a lot of Brazilian artists uh, recently. And you, of course, you got uh, you got a good brother on colors right now. And the design that's basically put up for Control Z, not only within the cover, but basically through through the bylines and the graphics and all the panels that basically you 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 showed me through the preview. I was like, shit, this all looks fantastic. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 so good. Uh, and yeah, in Italy, there's it's just great artists there's so many great artists around the world um really just like brazil is a great country to go to uh, italy um it, it, i mean these places in south uh southeast asia maybe as well there's just a lot of places where you can find talent now and art is people are just getting so good and if you have a pen and a paper you can love really fast if you're people went to school for it and they went to and they studied a long time. They spent some money and they used a lot of their years to get to where they are. And it shows it shows on the page. And Ricardo's one of those people that you can see the time and the effort and all the skill that he has to put into get get what we get. And it's amazing when we see it. So Definitely. shout out to Ricardo once again. Word. So not yeah. too far removed from this storyline here with Saturn Effect. Uh, of course, you've. You've given us sci-fi for for what I'm going to say around like eight books so far. Maybe I'm going to say even ten uh, with with the introductions of the the trilogy that you had with with Saturn Effect. Now going into the sort of the cyber metaverse type world that you that you built with Control Z. What exactly are you trying to speak on? So, the Saturn Effect is like a book where about 
really big global issues. And this is the same thing that we do in Control Z, but we're sort of, a, a, we're, we're hitting different sort of themes, right? Saturn Effect is about like bringing people together, uh, teamwork, family, but also trauma and and how we move past these things and and you know and and religion and all these other um all these other themes that are going on in the many different storylines that are coming together in the sound effect alpha and from the sound effect ajax the sound effect helena etc uh whereas control z while it does deal with more global big human humanity things this is after humanity has migrated to a post-physical world they migrate to a simulation called cyberscape um, mm -hmm. It's also talking a lot about um, identity and memories and what it means to be you and what it means to be somebody else. Uh, and we sort of start to see that through uh, the main character of uh, Idolin um, as she uh, sees these memories in issues one and two. Um, and we're, we're, we're supposed to learn more about what it means to be a person um, when your body has been removed and you're just um, sort of memories and you're sort of just code. And right. what happens if somebody maybe alters with that? Are you still you or are you something now different? Um, so it, it plays with a lot of these different themes. And so it, it's, it's nice to use sci-fi to talk about these different things and create these different big worlds and different settings and place them in a, in a way that's really interesting and fast paced, like control Z, you know, this book, this book is, is fast paced where we start like at, at Mach 10 and we never stop, but we can still do that while exploring these bigger and more interesting, more deep ideas um, and, and have a good time while doing it. And that's why I really love sci-fi. That's why I wrote control Z. I was, I mean, I do love sci-fi and this is just the perfect sort of playground for, for some of the, these ideas. And uh, I knew I wanted to do something when I saw Ricardo's art, he was going to do a, a variant for uh, the Saturn effect, which he did end up doing eventually. Um, but that, not before we started working on control Z, I knew that I wanted to do a book with him. Um, and uh, you know, I, he's so amazing. And he, you know, uh, these 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 artists their time is precious and very valuable so i knew i needed to pitch something that would that he would just needed to draw and that hope i mean luckily i i hopefully did that and he he really enjoys um drawing it ho hopefully ricardo <laughs> and and it's it is really awesome to see and when it all come together um just in, into the final product that it has for sure. Now, now, when you're talking about uh, humanity migrating to the cyberspace, like what essentially caused something like that? You're gonna have to <laughs> read the book and oh, find man. out. You're gonna have to read and find out. There's, th uh, you've seen issue one and uh, issue two uh, builds on a little bit more, and then three and four, you'll um, hopefully get uh, as most of your answers. Um, okay. But who knows? There may also be room for a sequel. So mm, see. Now, um, what would you say? Because you, have, of course, you've you you now have this volume that's pretty much completed with Saturn Effect. Were there any elements that you used in the first story that you told and added them to Control Z? Um, yeah, I think I was able to. So, so everything that I've written, I've gotten better. So, like, you're sort of just like learning, just what it takes to. Um, write a good story. So for the Saturn Effect Alpha, I was able to write 
uh, a full, and we, we haven't gotten them all out yet, but I've written all right. of the Saturn Effect Alpha. So we, 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 I was able to get to that conclusion and learn, okay, this is what needs to be done to, to, to improve on the next one. So I've been able to take those processes and like whether that be how I outline something or uh, how I approach a script and, and work on control Z and, and make that uh, as good as possible. And, you know, control Z is also something that I've had written for a while. So con I, I learned a lot from control Z control Z is honestly probably the, the script where I feel like I learned the most mm. um, because I wrote issue one uh, and we, we, I, I showed it to Ricardo and, you know, we, we, we went from there and finishing those other three issues was honestly a, a, a very difficult task. And I was like, how can I match issue one? How can I keep this consistency for three issues? Whereas alpha is eight issues total. So I have a lot of runway and leeway to sort of, you know, get where we get uh, and where we go to. Whereas in the control Z, it's, it's, it's only four issues. We only have so much time and so much um, space to get what needs to be done out there. So issues two, three, and four were, were kind of difficult. And so uh, getting through those, I feel like I learned that I can crack any story. And it was honestly a, a very big like confidence booster in um, like just the writing journey for me, like mm -hmm. being able to finish it. Because now once I finished Control Z, I, I was like, you know what, now I can write I can finish any story there. I'm never right. going to be roadblocked because I can, I, I was able to finish this. So um, I, I learned a lot from alpha, but, uh, and, and that laid the the foundation for me to learn even more from control Z. Yeah. Cause I, if I remember it correctly from reading the first issue, you're almost speaking within the book from like almost three specific points of view. Correct. Yeah. There were, we're, we're, there's a lot of different POVs in, in control Z, but if you from reading alpha, you know that we get like four to five to six, yeah. sometimes even yeah. seven um, POVs going on at one time. So uh, it, it it did train me a lot for what being able to juggle these different storylines. And now when I write things, I find it so much easier to have multiple very deep storylines than just one. Like if there's just one storyline, it's really hard for me to write. So I feel like like now I need those interwoven, interwinding storylines, and it's almost easier for me to think of these things now mm. in, in that sort of way. So so uh, within this story, how mm -hmm. can you get how can you get lost in cyberspace and why is there a counteraction towards that? So, I mean, that's part that's part of it. How how would you go go missing? How do you get control Z uh, as as the Lowys say? Um, that's that's part of the mystery of 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 cyberscape and, and control Z and you're just going to have to, to wait. All your questions will be answered mm. by issue four. And um, it's, it's a short, it's a short ride. So I don't want to give too much away because it's a, it's a short and really exciting ride. And uh, hopefully everybody gets to enjoy, um, enjoy it while you can, you know, because once it's over, it's over, you know, it's true. Um, and, and that's, and that's just life. So, Okay, uh, but yes, it's a great to find out, my friend. Ah, okay. So, uh, the the protagonist in the story. Now, 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 say your name again, because I don't want to mess that up. Idolin. Idolin. So, mm -hmm. like, well, how would you describe basically her character and basically what her mission is in the story? So Idolin is a sentry or a moderator for Cyberscape, uh, and so that means they are tasked with keeping all the different servers in cyberscape 
the lowers where most people are that have very few permissions and they can't uh, edit anything around them. Um, editing being the way that the power system, I guess, or the magic system, you could you could equate it to in Control Z, which means they can code anything into the simulation. So the sentries being the the, the sort of cops of this universe mm-hmm. are able to code whatever they want in. And so in a Green Lantern-esque sort of way, you see a lot of these characters' personalities from what they code in. Um, in issue one, we see Argus code in a sniper. Uh, and when we see um, the character uh, Puma, he's always ex- coding explosions when he when he's able to. Now, the, uh, the lowers don't have the ability to edit, except for the characters of Puma, uh, Mallard, uh, and Badger. Exactly why um, you find out sort of theories in... Um, in issue one and issue two, more of that will be revealed. Um, and so I, I Dolan is trying to keep the peace in these different these different servers um, that are se- you know basically segregated or or separated by you know wealth disparities, right? You have the most people that were able to get into cyberscape being in the lowest position. And then you have the people at the very top who are in the top, and then you have the the mids where uh, a decent amount of people uh, are, are in as well. And so these different, these different servers are, are need to be, um, you know, kept in check. And that's what the, the sentries do. Um, but people are starting to go missing from, from cyberscape. And so that's something that they have to figure out, um, what the cause of that is. And that's something that I don't is trying to figure out, um, at the beginning of, uh, of, of issue one, people have been going missing for a little while now. Um, and w- while that's happening, there's there's people that are running amok and causing havoc, uh, and that being Puma and, and his crew. So it, it, it's funny exactly when you were talking about that. I was like, so classism is literally going to play like a big role in this entire saga. Basically, how the wealth gaps and the differentiated uh, tiers of people, how they're structured. Yes, yes, definitely. Like so, there's these big themes that are just uh, at play. Um, and even in the structure of cyberscape, it's very, it's, it's hard ingrained into it. Um, just, just those themes, just like how it's all built. Now, uh, if, if we could, if we're, if we're speaking of the, the villain that you basically brought up in this and the, the, the antagonist role, you've chosen a very particular person um, in admin and she yes. is somebody, if you first see her on screen, she has no arms. She's all feet. <laughs> she she's seductive she 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 plays the role of somebody that you wouldn't particularly particularly see as a villain but yet she is right um i really enjoy just like that sort of archetype i guess just like the super i i, I don't know it just seemed to work and i definitely was on my tarantino a little bit but mm-hmm. i feel like that adds that little bit of sophistication you know it's like just like an aged wine or an aged cheese it makes you just like a little bit better you know mm-hmm. um See, it, got, it's just I, that like i got a lot of george good. miller out of that like i got like a lot of george miller out of that like basically okay and is is somebody uh, which is more like a physical manifestation of evil. But but mm-hmm. yet in, in her case, you know, she's completely seductive. She, um, of course, operates in a certain manner that isn't too pleasant amongst the people that she's talking to. But yet she seems to know everything that's going on and she will get it done. 
Right. Yeah. She's she's definitely um, has some tricks up her sleeve, uh, even if her sleeves don't uh, exist at the moment. Um, and it's up your own pun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she's a a really fun character to write, and there's a lot more to her uh, to be discovered in the next couple issues. And so, mm-hmm. like I said, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, different mechanisms going on uh, all at once in Control Z, and that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed writing it. Um, it's it's just a fun story, and it's got a lot it's got a lot to think about right. and thought provoking, and and yeah, I did choose her as a, as a villain, and it's. It's fun to have. Who doesn't love a sexy villain? You know, sure. um, who 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 doesn't like that? Who doesn't I mean, like they, that femme fatale sort of who, that vibe? Why, you know, why do James Bond movies keep making millions of dollars? Because generally, either the foe is somebody completely uh, doing a complete mind fuck on James Bond and the entire crew, or bet there's a seductress that's pretty much out there that's pulling all the strings. Right. Yeah. Right. It's definitely definitely archetypal. Um, but I fe- felt like that that archetype fit well um, in the story, and it allows for um, just that that touch of uh, of maybe uh, sexuality that that people just really gravitate towards in in media, right? Like, why do people love Game of Thrones and things like that, right? It's just makes it a little bit more real, um, and it doesn't feel too gratuitous. I feel like I feel like it feels very natural in the story um because because of it and how it was set up right and then in saturn effect like you've actually played in the in the role in the roles between like uh any type of couples to have a romantic outing there might be sexuality of course brought brought into it in this in this book it's actually advertised in one of the variants that there is an nsfw cover with of course admin on the front now is there a difference in point of view and actually like putting it into the story and then advertising for it so I think if I was to do the Siren Effect Alpha again, I would probably put that uh, closer to the forefront, at least, um, because it's just sort of like how you play the game now. You know, if it's I, I used to see it as something that may be a detractor and make it harder to market. But it, the reality of the situation now on Kickstarter and things like that is those are one of the things that really sell and that will make your book even more marketable. Um, so really the there isn't two i would even say the the siren effect alpha may be more um not safe for work than control z um if you were to put them side by side just by like what happens right. um, even if it's something even if like something maybe a little bit more um pronounced with the admin in control z there's definitely a lot of you know sex scenes and um sort of scenes that are uh, suggestive going on in alpha so um really it's just a marketing strategy of and a marketing idea and marketing philosophy of how to how to approach it and so far it's working pretty well i'd say and i think I it, it's agree. yeah i think it, it, there's there's something to it so don't be surprised if the next campaign that we were on for the siren effect alpha number five which is coming next actually um and i think you'll be excited for that because um fans of the siren effect helena and the siren effect ajax um oh, will finally that's... collide everything is uh everything is is coming together so uh it's a really it's it's time and this is the beginning of of volume two which is the last volume of alpha um so it'll be really fun to approach this with a new mindset after doing control z and we'll see we'll see how it works and we'll see how it does um 
but yeah, just to answer your question, that's, it was just a philo- uh, uh, the philosophy of how I wanted to put it out. And, and I was, it, it just seemed like um, the right play um, to, to really maximize the product that you have. And that's part of like being a businessman and being an indie person. If you want to, sometimes you just have to listen to like the, what the market wants. And like, I don't have to compromise my vision. I'm just making, I'm just marketing my vision in a better way for the market, like for the people that I want to see it. And, and, that, and that's really what it is. And that's part of being um, a creative in, in 2023. Now it's, you have to be thinking about how you market things and how you can take your product to that next level just by um, how you, how you put it out to the world. Right. It, 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 I, I, I'm going to say that like a lot of people suggestively do not look at it, look at the approach of taking their storylines and be like, okay, here's the trend. Here's me. My storyline is this, but I can also weave myself into that trend as well. Mm-hmm. So right. it, it, it's, it's only fitting. Right. Exactly. So, and, and if you're, if you're not too far from the trend, uh, that doesn't mean you can't use it's, and uh, it's the control Z is definitely like a, a book for mature readers for sure. For sure. Um, for sure. And that's, that's part of part of it, but it's not necessarily something that needed to, to be marketed as such. And it's just um, when creators as creators, when we're approaching these things, you have to be taking into account all, all the different ways that you can maximize, maximize what you got, you know, and, because I mean, if you don't have any money, you can't you can't make any books. This is very true. Very true. Now, back into the storyline a bit. Um, when we're talking about uh, how basically everybody is basically in sort of like this meta type of universe and they're pretty much living off of human hosts. Am I correct in that? You, you're gonna have I, I don't want to answer too okay, much okay okay too, too much for you I, I'm I don't want to say say yes or no I want okay. I want you to want you to find out but on your own because like I said there's only a few issues gotcha. so there's not a lot of time to pontificate on it you know okay and then outside of that is there an AI element in this also okay <laughs> I I can't, I, I, don't, I can't I wish I, I wish I could I could answer you, but you're asking too many of the right questions for for the story, you know. And sometimes, you know, that's just what happens when you, when uh, your readers are as smart as you hope they are, right? And right, right, right. It, there's a lot of there's a, that's that's just to say there's a lot of things going on, and there's a lot of it's very thought provoking, and right. I, I'm glad that it's that it's uh, generating this this level of. Uh, of inquiry because that's that's what we that's what we want from from what we write that's that's the good stuff yeah because the one thing i've always uh admired about a lot of sci-fi that also intertwines with the technology-based storylines is that you find that evolution of course happens a lot quicker especially in the storyline it can be a two-hour movie it can be a five-issue comic book it can be an entire novel like when you when you look at the the storylines of maybe like a, a Blade Runner or the Matrix or anything like that, you see the evolution not only of the character but of the actual technology just speeding through, and then all of a sudden, just somebody it may not even be the antagonist, but somebody gets it, or there's somebody that's right. uh, of course using it in a corrupt manner because it's easily accessible, or somebody just got a little too smart. Right. Yeah. So the, yes. I, I always saw that like in a lot of sci-fi storylines, it's like you could you could tell, um, of course, in 
in the in the ways of basically the setting of the story that the evolution how it's going to be constructed and then certain pivotal plot points being figured out especially especially when there's multiple povs in it not only from the the protagonist but like basically some of the supporting characters like when you talk about with puma and the rest of his gang and everything like that certain people know what it is they just haven't figured it out yet and then somebody just actually gets it <laughs> right right and and so everything will be will will come together soon and that's like what I, I want people to sort of be in the dark a little bit when you're right. when you're reading it because it, it's a and it'll just re it'll add more value to the reread when mm -hmm. when you get to the end and you're like oh oh and then you're like let me read that again one more time and then it's just gonna hit all the different it's just gonna be so good and that's why control z is is gas this is that top shelf comic book shit that you just need this is just this is just everything for sure um and and that's and that's what i want to write all the time you know that's and that's why um for a long time this was this i would say this was the best thing i've written uh and it's still up there but you know you know we, we've got a, some stuff in in that, that's cooking that we can't really talk about too much okay but but between you and me there may be a story that is reminiscent of uh neon genesis evangelion uh and stranger things that may be coming out from a publisher that you, you may you may have heard of before okay. so we'll we'll see more of that will be coming hopefully very soon um but we've got a lot of stuff coming out um and and control z is is the first the first of many amazing things hopefully from red sea comics and and the like um and the next thing being alpha alpha five because volume two volume two of alpha is is whew, but we're not here for that we have we'll we'll get to that control oh, z control z is is where it's at right now now uh i know this well this past year 2022 was pretty much your uh first time getting out and basically like uh starting to market the book uh face to face with a lot of customers uh customers through through comic cons and everything how was that experience for you uh comic cons were amazing um i i went my first con experience was at the very end of 2021 uh new york city comic con yep. and then after that i did a couple more cons um one of them being brooklyn uh comic con um and then i also was didn't get to table at, at all these but i also went to things like emerald city comic-con i went to new york city comic-con again this year um I, i've gone to places like cradle con and and other places that are on long island or in new york um so i was able to you know go, go out and shake some hands meet some people and really be part of the the community and, and cons are amazing cons are a really uh, great time and it's a t it's a time for you to really lock in your elevator pitch because uh -huh. you, you're going to be calling people over, you're getting their attention, and uh, you only have so much time to get them to take out their wallet and, and buy whatever you're selling. And that's the such a fun thing to really see the points where when you're pitching your story, where their eyes light up, because then it makes it even easier for the next one. Then you're like, okay, I know uh, that most people are giving me a, some sort of reaction from this part of the pitch, this part of the pitch, but their eyes go blank at this part of the pitch. I'm going to cut that get straight to this this i'm going to show them this page on the book that everybody stops at and we're just going to go from there and i'm just going to 
like keep tweaking it until I have the perfect, I have it down like this. And uh, I'm everyone that is, that I'm getting over, I'm is not leaving without a book in their hand. Uh, and it's hard to get to that point. Right. And it's not always going to be that way, but it's just a good time to really lock in what it means, like what you're doing, lock in your titles, lock in how you're going to market your titles. And you can bring that back to Kickstarter, you know, because you'll see the things that, that like make people light up and you're like, Oh, when I compare it to, um, so I have a book, Soma city. Um, yep. yeah, I and, and so, yeah, it's Soma's awesome. Um, and marketing Soma, um, when I show people that people are like, okay, what's, what is this? this is a zombie thing. But then you say osmosis Jones meets black sad. And then, you know, that's all you really need to say. And people are like, Oh, Oh, osmosis Jones. And that's, that's it. And there's a cell. Right. So, and that's something that you, that you wouldn't know how people reacted just by writing it on, uh, on a piece of uh, like online and them just seeing an advertisement. It's that in person, when you're seeing the full uh, experience of what it's like of, seeing something for the first time and then finding out what it means and what it is. And then like seeing if that really interests you and you're like, Oh, Oh shit, that's, that's cool. Right. And then as a, a, a businessman seeing that and being like, all right, I need to isolate that and figure out how to recreate that with as many people, because that's eventually, that's how you're going to eventually, you know, do this for a living, hopefully. Definitely. Yo, that, I, I, I can only hope for the best, especially when you start putting this book out in, in front of those cons. But next question. You recently teamed up with another indie creator and created your own YouTube channel. Super kind. You and Anthony Stokes, man. Actually, I'm going to talk to him next week. What made y'all want to get this together? Uh, Stokes is my boy. We've just been talking it, talking about making shit. And I've been saying I wanted to do a YouTube channel. He would start to do a little bit of YouTube, but it's a lot of work to do it on your own. And um, it was just felt like the right time. And we're, we're, we're always talking, talking about comics, you know, sending shit back and forth. So uh, it just felt like it natural, you know, it was just like, we, we got to do this super comic book, bro. Let's lock it in and, uh, and just get it done. And it's starting pretty well. It seems like we were off to a pretty decent start. Um, Stokes actually just put out a video. He was talking about Velma. Everyone should go check that out. Um, and I, I think it's our first thousand view video. So um, we're, we're making, we're making moves and um, hopefully we'll, we'll see where it goes and hopefully we can just funnel it back into uh, our, our books and, you know, Twitter and all those different places and really sort of, you know, enrich our own community and, and build from there. And YouTube is just like the frontier that we hadn't either of us really ventured into enough, right? There's, we're not using that platform to its fullest. And now, now we're trying to. So uh, yeah, Super Comic Book Bros, me and Stokes, uh, everyone should go check that out. We actually stream on Tuesdays. We'll probably be hopping on that after this. Absolutely, man. No, and, no, no, I'm happy for the both of you, man, especially the fact that I've gotten to speak to you guys and you guys are, of course, extremely intricate in basically your comic book making so the fact that you two actually get a chance to like have dialogue with each other on a youtube channel and all and pretty much pushing it forward to where not only do you talk about comic books but you talk about pop culture as well makes it even more in hindsight i'm a subscriber <laughs> yeah i appreciate that you should come on the show one day dude we we, we can uh you know we can talk and we got we always need guests and uh we appreciate you having us on uh, your show Absolutely, man. And we could definitely make that happen. But I appreciate you doing this with me. If you could let everybody know basically that once they get their hands on Control Z and how long is the Kickstarter? And if once the Kickstarter ends, how can they get their hands on it? 
All right, so there's 21 days left. We end February 8th, so there's not that much time. I mean, less than a month left to get your hands on Control-Z, not just number one, also number two. Um, and there's a lot of stuff on there that's only going to be available on Kickstarter. We have a bunch of Kickstarter-exclusive rewards, such as pages, original pages. Uh, Ricardo Secchi only did six original pages for control z otherwise everything else is digital so there's only six of those um we have there's no more original covers those are all gone i wish i could market those to you but they're all gone um and so you gotta mark, get, go get them right now go get your hands on all the limited stuff we also have kickstarter exclusive variants like uh the not safe for work variant that uh, james was talking about that is a kickstarter exclusive uh by ricardo ribaldo we also have a kickstarter exclusive um by tina valentino uh, and colored by James Afredi. Um, and then also Francesco Mazzoli has a cover. He's got one. Uh, and he also had the original art up, but that's also gone. And wow, you just, everyone just needs to, to back campaign see my campaigns earlier because these things are selling. They're, they're uh, flying off the shelves. Um, and then also Andreas Galmazzi um, gave us a really awesome co cover with colors by Antonio Ramos and the colors on Francesco. Francesco Mazzoli's cover was... Uh, uh, Elaria Fella. So anyway, yeah, we only have 21 days left. You can only get a lot of these things on Kickstarter. Otherwise, uh, you can find me at redseacomics.com. Follow me at rchrismoses at Twitter. Follow, find me on YouTube at supercomicbookbros uh, and then Red Sea Comics everywhere else. And uh, James, I really appreciate you having me on, man. Hey, man, anytime. So definitely three weeks left. Uh, that's Control Z, K-T-R-L-Z on Kickstarter right now. Chris, appreciate you doing this, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I, I look forward to hearing a lot more from what you guys got going on in the future. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. So this is Chris Moses, James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and we are out. Out.